Hey guys, how is it going? How are you guys doing out there in this season of lockdown all over the world, all around the world, back home, here in Europe, everywhere there is a lockdown. But one thing we shouldn't forget is that it's Easter. It's Easter. Um, yeah, it's Easter. Yeah, probably you might be wondering. No, I know you. <laughs> you keep track of the calendar. And you know that this is one of the greatest season in the Christian uh, traditions, and is a moment that we. Um, I think personally that it's worth upholding. Um, we are in a we are in a great season. We are in a great time, um, special times actually. Um, that um, the invincibility of the of if it's a word, <laughs> the invincibility of the human advancement is being tested once again. And uh, yeah, I think we are doing great. No, but all jokes aside, I think Easter is a great time, it's a great period, you know, because I think that it's the revelation of the value of man. That is what Easter depicts. It's the revelation of the value of man to God. You understand that God saw, or God saw that the worth of his creature, his ark creator, um, was so great that he couldn't just sit by and watch it um, break away from him and so he had to do everything that was necessary in order to get him back get her back to himself and I think it is it is really the greatest um, commitment or the greatest compassion that we can ever talk about and that is what makes um, Easter so great I don't know how your personal experience is, is with Easter but for me personally I think Easter is it's a wonderful season. And that is why I, I thought of coming your way to encourage you that don't let this season pass by without really sitting down to understand your worth to God. Because no matter whatever situation you might find yourself in now, whatever position you find yourself in now, whether economically thriving or not thriving, whether you're locked in or locked out, whatever it is that you find yourself in, you are worth more to God. Your value had already been decided even before you were born. God has already shown and extended his love to us in a fabulous way that no man can write us off, can say that we have no value. Your value has already been given by God. And so you do not need to be re-evaluated by anybody else. Your value comes from God. And if they ask you, how do you know? By letting his son die on the cross. And so when we go through this session of Jesus taking the Last Supper, his betrayal, his humiliations, and his dying on the cross and the resurrection, this depicts this pointers to one fact that God loves us so much that even when his son was asking at a certain point to say if it was possible could you let me hold on a little bit or could you let this pass by he held on to the fact that we needed to go through with this plan because we needed to reach them we needed to bridge the gap we needed to make the cross over we needed to let him get closer 
so that it can capture the purpose, the value that I have. And so when, when, when I read Psalm 8, I think Psalm 8 kind of summarizes it uh, from the verse 4 to 8. It says, it says that what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all oxen, sheep, even the beasts of the fields, the bears of the earth, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. You see, God has already decided the value that we ought to have. And for my life, I think for the rest of my life, you will hear me use this value word, especially in relation to human life, because I think that especially from the place that I original originate from, I think that it's more important that we, we, we understand the value of life, the preservation of life, the, the, the effort towards making the human life the most essential thing besides every other thing. Because until we see that the people are the most important thing that we have, the most important assets that we have, we will not do enough to protect them. We will not do enough to cater for them. We will not do enough to work together to see the good wealth of them. And that brings me to Corona. I know you probably was wondering, when is he going to start talking about Corona? Everybody's talking about Corona and COVID-19 and things like that. Yes, yeah, true, I would talk about it too. Um, in fact, I should do the social distancing thing, uh, basically because of the opportunity to connect with you on a different base. But when you, when you see the situation we find ourselves in now in the world, actually you can see my hair, I've been under the privilege of the COVID lockdown. You know, I've, never, I've not got the opportunity to visit the barber house. But all jokes aside, most important thing, when you compare the value that God placed on man, okay, and the value that some other nations place on their citizens and their people, and the effort towards the preservation and making sure that they have a good and better life. It's not always the same for every other country. There are countries that, unfortunately, people suffer. Unfortunately, people do not have the privilege like other countries might have. And it is disturbing. So I was actually focused in the beginning more on the COVID-19 because, I mean, it was just everything that the news was all about. But... I don't know, at some point I, I kind of had this flip of trying to understand the aftermath of all these things. What will it be, what would the aftermath be for the nations? And more sorrowful for the nations that do not have the capacity to be able to cater for their people like other nations will or are able to. The low-income areas, the emerging markets. You know, I recently read <clears throat> that some African nations are already asking China to give them a, a free period of paying back their loans to the to, 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 to the Chinese nation. 
of the Republic of China. We know in America uh, they have already been able to uh, release a huge, think about two trillion dollars back into the economy to support businesses, corporations after all this trouble. In Europe, I know, think almost proximity of 300 billion, if I'm not mistaken. And then you think of, of course, Ghana, Africa, Nigeria, all these places, if you can hear the flight. <laughs> Maybe 10 billion, something, something. Talk of Pakistan, all the other places. Think about it. Think about it. The reason why this Easter period is very important and we have to uphold it is that when you look at Easter from, from the back, I mean from the front, when it started, imagine Jesus with his disciples. He tells them, this is what is going to go down, guys. I will be betrayed. I will be delivered to the, um, the leaders of the nation. I will be beaten, spit on, uh, humiliated, hanged on the cross. This doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. And so if you were with Jesus at that time, probably you might be thinking like, this is, this is not really what I had in mind. I thought this, this, this thing was going to play out in a whole different way. But it doesn't look like it is. And I think that is how it looks like now for most people, especially in nations where people do not have access to warfare systems. And it's always the same thing back again and back and forth, back and forth. When This morning when I was watching the news, I saw that once again in America, for instance, the black Americans are the ones hit hard by the COVID-19. And thank God this thing has not taken off in Africa as the Ebola did. And I'm praying and holding on that God will preserve these, our people from a massive, um, whatever this might be, transmission. But this doesn't really look good. But also beyond just the point of infection and, and all these people being infected by this virus, it still comes down to the same thing that even after we've made it out of this, the question that I ask is, is Africa going back into poverty again? Are people going to be able to afford the, the school fees of their children? Are people going to be able to go back to the hospital? Are they going to lose their jobs? When I visited last year, people's lives were changing. People were moving up on the ladder. I mean, the living standard was growing, not for everybody. Let us not be naive. Let us not rush into celebration. There is more work to be done. But there are still people who are on bottom of the ladder, there are still people struggling and, and there is more to be done. But for me, this Easter season just reminds me of how we as people of God and as people in general can come together and see how do we make sure 
the people's life, the honor that God, God bestowed on man, the glory that God bestowed on his creatures, on his creation, his art creation, which is the human life. How do we uphold that value? Irrespective of skin color, irrespective of, uh, of, of sexual orientation, irrespective of, of whatever. Because look, as long as we do not uphold man as God sees man, we have already condemned the creation of man. And so think and open your mind and understand how is your perception, your personal perception, when it comes to your neighbor. God says, you are so valuable to me. You are so important to me. I will let my son die for you. And you go out there and you treat people like they are nothing. In this season of Easter, I just want you to look back and say, I'm going to give people the same value, the same respect, the same love, the cross equals to love. That's what my church preaches. The same level of love that God has shown me, I will be showing it to my neighbor in this season. And I am thinking that then Africa will come out of this problem. People in low income areas will come out of this COVID-19 supporting each other. Saying that, oh, we are all going to be poor together. We are going to, if, if, if it comes down to whatever I have, I am willing to share it. Because I know in some areas, there are hoarders. There are people who are worried. They have enough in the bank accounts, but they are still worried. And I know you might be out there and you only, only go to the market to make, make your ends meet. That you, you don't have enough or you're relying on some remittances from Europe or whatever it is. But I just want you to want you to be encouraged that this is the moment where you don't only have to think about yourself, but think of others. Because that is what Easter is all about. Jesus thought of us, and that's why he took this step. This might not be the moment, because you know, I we recently launched an educational uh, crowdfunding. Um, just to solicit fans and eventually somewhere in next year launch an education program focused on technical, after school technical um, studies for studying from Ghana, hopefully grow it out to other countries. And one of the, after sharing it around, one of the comments we received from a friend of ours was that, is this actually the moment to be doing this? No, of course, this is not the moment to be doing this. But tell me, when is the moment to be doing anything, actually? Is it when I'm, I have enough? Is it when I have been able to accumulate enough? That is where I have to start sharing what I have. Or is just understanding that sharing what I have, even though in my eyes might not be enough, is already what God expects from me. Because His Son did not spare his life, even though at that moment he did not have enough life. He just gave it. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Of course it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy planning to spend 500 euros in this season 
to make sure that the orphanages are being cared for. It's not easy sharing your your bag of rice and, and saying, I'm going to give half of it to my neighbor. It's not easy. And the cross was not easy, people. And so until we as people comes from the same alignment with the same like-minded like Christ had. And I'm talking about the churches. This is the time to go back into the coffers of the churches, into the funds of the churches. And, and churches need to come together. This is not about denominations and, and, and tribalism and partisans and who is what. No, this is the time to come together as leaders of the nations, wherever it is in Africa. Because there are some nations, and I'm speaking purposely and, and, and directly to Africa, because this is important. This is our time to make sure that we do not go back five years again. And if we don't do something, after all this is over, our economics, our economy will be five years back. The truth is that I have read recently that almost 90 billion of foreign investment has already been pulled out from emerging emerging markets, including African countries. There is the growth is stalled, so nothing is happening economically. The reason why this is so important to me is that poverty is one of the things I cannot stand. Education, lack of education, one thing I cannot stand. These are the things my heart bleeds for. And I feel like God is just calling me towards those things. And so I'm encouraging you to, as a church, as leaders in, in countries, whoever is watching this video, if you're part of an organization that has the capacity to do something to make sure that the lives of people do not degrade but at least they are stabilized that when this is over, they can grow again and become what God intended them to become. Then I'm calling you into action. Now is the time. If you're in Europe and you have the capacity to do something, don't only think about your family. Think about the orphanages and, 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 and all those places that nobody is paying attention to and do something. And never think that your efforts are less, even if it's 20 euros, if it's a 10 euro, if it's a 30 euros, do something. Because look, we are not in a titanic situation. This is not going to kill everybody. We are going to come out of it. We are going to find solutions because that's the that's what the Bible is saying in, in, in Psalm 8, that God has given uh, as dominion over the works of his hands. In other words, science already was introduced by God to have dominion, to understand his creation and to be able to use his creation for the betterment of life. And therefore, fascinations, looking for solutions, people, whether they're wicked or not, God has allowed all these things and we will come out of it. And I know you're praying and I'm praying and we're hoping and we're going to come out of it. This iceberg is not going to kill us. Oh. So let us not start panicking and acting like this is the time to conserve and, and live in the scarcity of spirit and mind and body. Be free. Generosity is nice in times like this, guys. Truly. 
Generosity is nice, it's beautiful, it sets your spirit ablaze, it makes you feel alive in times like this. And so I'm calling you to action as we celebrate the greatest love and moments of compassion that God has shown mankind, the greatest example, leadership by example. There is no greatest example of leadership like the Easter the greatest leader we have ever had, the greatest teacher that the world has ever seen, Jesus Christ, set the greatest example that no man can ever beat. I love them and I would die for them. I love them and I'm willing to make the greatest sacrifice. Maybe time for some church leaders in Africa to, to sell their cars, you know? You have like seven cars, ten cars, five cars. Sell some of it, feed the poor. Give them back some of their tithes. Invest in their businesses. This is value. This is what God wants. Because he placed the same value, the dominion, the power to, 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 to take care. God was so secure. And I'm talking to some secure leaders, not some insecure leaders. Because we have to determine the future of our people. And I thank God for the leadership of the African Union, um, the presidents of the nations of Africa. Thank God for your lives. That in these seasons, I know it's tough because most of our people, our mothers, grandmothers, sisters and brothers have to spend hours and hours and hours in the sun on the streets in order to make ends meet. But in order to preserve and protect them, you took this decision. You do not want to cut them off just like that. Because there is hope when there is life. Thank God for your life and thank God for the decision that you guys are taking. And my prayer is that as we stand together, as we all see that in moments like this, the, the, the most important thing is that and required of us is sacrifice and compassion and love. And we all do our efforts that making sure that none go uncared for. Nobody goes uncared for. It is up to us. God has given us the dominion over his works, meaning he's not coming down to do nothing. He's going to do it through us. Especially those of us in alignment with his will and purpose. Those of us who go before him daily inquiring of him, God, what do you want us to do? How do you want your kingdom to be made manifest? How do you want your influence on earth to be, to, to be shown? We are the people that he is going to do it through. And so I'm calling you on this Easter day to action. Real action. What can you do for people? What part can you play? You know, your part is so important. This is not a time to, 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 you know, take people for granted. This is not a time to play on the innocence of people. This is not a time to abuse the innocence. Please, people, this is not the time. This is not the season. I know some of you will be trying to, to, to make all dubious ways to take the last savings and money of people, these, these poor people of our nations who have worked so hard, stay hours in the sun, 
and, and makes ends meet, and you are going to try to take it away from them. May God reward you according to your works, if that's what you're doing. But my prayer for everybody else who is saying, I want to do the right thing. I want to, I want to see that everybody's taken care of. I want to take steps. We have to take care of ourselves. Nobody else. We shouldn't. The first place we should be looking at for help is inside, not outside. Because if we share what we have already, we can already provide the basic needs. So, do what you can. We are all being called to bear the cross. We are all being called to go on the cross this Easter season. Our cross is not as severely as that of our Lord and Savior. Our burden is not as heavy as His. As his. But I believe that when you and I capture the vision of the value that God originally placed on man, whether black, white, orange, green, yellow, whatever they do with your life, the first thing is that God loves them. The same way He loves you. The same way God loves you, God loves every, because you know why? There is a part of Him in every man. The Bible says he introduced breath. And the only thing that connects man everywhere in the world is the breath of life. That the moment the breath leaves, life leaves. And that is the peace of God that hangs in every one of us. And so while you are judging the container, be careful because there is a God on the inside that they might have not accepted him yet. They might have not chosen to walk with him yet. They might have not chosen to come and be in relationship and to understand their connection with the creator. But that does not mean that they are of any less value, irrespective of their religion or creed or whatever. God, the peace of God is in that man, that woman, that person that you have chosen to hate, that person that you sow in seed of discord and, and making their life. God is in that body. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just calling you on this Easter season that even though we find ourselves in a special situation in these times, there are some great moments ahead of us. The same way when we look at the cross, now backwards, I think it was Steve Jobs that said that you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. And I said in the beginning that when the disciples of Jesus look at him at the table, probably when he said, I will be betrayed, I'm going to go on the cross. And I remember Peter saying, Lord, don't say stuff like that. You're not going to die. And things like that because it was too heavy. It didn't look good. It didn't sound triumphant. It didn't sound victorious because it, it, it was not the expectation of, of walking with a king, you know, King Jesus. But I think after his resurrection and he appeared to the disciples a couple of times and told them that there would be that, 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 that I have changed form, I have been transformed through this situation I went through. And that transformation is going to release even a greater power on your life, 
And with that power, you will become even more powerful and more valuable to the world. I think they, they began to understand the essence of his death, his humiliation, his problems, the trouble that he had to go through. And it's the same thing that I, I want to end this conversation with. I know it's probably close to 30 minutes, but I want you to watch it. That when we one day sit together, I have a great friend called Christine, and he always said in one of the connects that one day we might sit back and look at these days that we're going through and say that this is one of the greatest times that we went through, depending on how we work together, depending on how we make God work through us, save lives, giving foods, giving drinks, giving clothes, making sure that we are planning towards the future to preserve life, to make sure that nobody falls back into poverty, that nobody loses their education, that nobody loses the value of their life, that nobody goes back begging again because there is victory in the end of whatever God does. The same like Easter. In the end, God was victorious. In the end, love won. Love won. And the value of man was raised again. So dear friend, I encourage you to do something. Whatever it is that you're planning to do this Easter, make sure that people are cared for. Make sure that your, your projection and your attitude towards people is to elevate them, to bring them to a new stage. Stop condemning, judging, and blaming and all those things. God has taken it to the cross. Jesus took it to the cross. He's only, the only thing left for us to do now is love, compassion, and care. Love, compassion, and care. Love, compassion, and care. God bless you for listening. You know who I am. And I hope to see you next time. Stay safe. Bless you.